Welcome to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. Quoting now from the Salt Lake Tribune, a rainbow flag posted alongside the word safe space outside an elementary classroom in Logan stirred debate recently between parents and advocates at the city's school district board of education meeting. Some parents want the flags removed from the elementary schools. Andrew Sinfield says, seeing the flag in such a prominent place in my five-year-old's learning area has caused me alarm because neither I nor my child are ready to explain this complex ideas behind this symbol. Jay Bates Dominich, a senior at Logan High School and president of the Gay Street Alliance Club there, says, I know it can be seen as a political issue, but my existence is not political. Later in the program, we'll be talking with Andrew Sinfield. We'll also be talking with Katie Lee Coven, Yvonne Marcies, and Jessica Loveland. And uh, we'll start the program talking with the Logan City Board of Education uh, President, Larry Williams. Welcome uh, to the program. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Let's start with uh, how the signs and uh, and the word safe space went in. It went in at least at Hillcrest. Uh, other places? Uh, obviously, we have them at uh, Mount Logan Middle School and at Logan High School. Um, at Hillcrest, the sign was originally placed in a classroom. Uh, I'm not exactly sure the time frame, but two or three years ago in response to a parent request who felt that would be a, another way to have their child feel safe and included within the classroom. So it was at the request of a parent the original sign placement. Uh, the flag in, in uh, Mrs. Sinfield is, is referring to was placed in a kindergarten classroom last year in response to a parent who is, uh, has a, a transgender student. Uh, and so the, the intent of the teacher uh, was to support that, that student and that child. Mm. So this is not an overall policy. In fact, I think there is no overall policy. Th- these were requests from parents in a couple, two or three instances. Exactly. Uh, And there is, as as you mentioned, no existing policy uh, from our Board of Education. Uh, There are advocates for a policy, and that's the uh, where we're at now is hearing input and discussion about whether that's the direction that we as a school board want to move. Yeah. Um, so uh, a lot of comments came up. Uh, this was in August, right, a, a board meeting? It was the end of August. Uh, Mrs. Sinfield brought her comments in a public comment portion of our, our regular board meeting. Uh, obviously, at the next board meeting, uh, we had a lot of people sign up for comments, and also uh, we are able to take comments uh, online. And obviously, as board members, we can be contacted by email or by phone call. And so the, t- the topic obviously is, is highly emotional, highly personal for a lot of people. So it did elicit a lot of responses. Uh, so how would you characterize the, the, the comments, maybe starting with those uh, along with Mrs. Sinfield who are uh, troubled by this? There, you know, we acknowledge and, and respect the view that Mrs. Sinfield and those that, that agree with her have. Um, just like a lot of things in, that we deal with as a school board, uh, it's not always clear cut. Um, you know, I, I respect their view. I respect you know, the fact that they do have concerns. Uh, and then on the flip side of that, uh, those that don't feel that that's a, a symbol of, uh, of political nature, it's a symbol of inclusion, are very strong in their beliefs as well. Um, so uh, that's, that's at the crux of this, right? Symbol. 
Correct. Uh, it's it's a pride flag, and I guess Correct. the word safe space as well. But the the Correct. flag is a symbol, but it means different things to different people, right? Correct. You know, in this discussion, we've talked about how symbols are not univocal, meaning that uh, there's never a single interpretation of a symbol that everyone within a community is going to accept. And, and the issue before us as a school board and as a district and as a community is, is that some in our community view that pride or safe school sign, eight and a half by 11 piece of paper or cardstock, uh, as a political symbol. Um, Others view that as a symbol and a sign of inclusion. Uh, and so there isn't obviously a consensus of what, what that rainbow flag or pride flag means, and that's the challenge we've got. Mm. Uh, what do you think about uh, Mrs. Sinfield's uh, statement that this is, you know, it's too early in a kindergarten class? This is provoking, and she gives the example of uh, now her five-year-old is, is drawing rainbows differently, and if this is affecting her, her five-year-old's perception of things? Uh, speaking personally and not representing the entire board on this issue, uh, my view uh, as a parent, I have two wonderful children that are now in adulthood. Um, if one of them at the age of five in kindergarten came to us as parents and asked, you know, what is that flag? As, as the parent or the adult, I guide that discussion. Uh, as a parent, I'll know, hopefully, what they're capable of understanding, and I will keep it age appropriate. Personally, if I had that question asked to me by my five-year-old, uh, my response would be that's a sign that says everybody's welcome and everybody's safe. Uh, I would not get into, and again, I'm directing the conversation, I would not get into the other meanings that other people have. And that's what I'd do as a parent. Mm -hmm. You said you're never gonna have a symbol that has the same meaning for everyone. Correct. Um, I don't know. What should the goal be? Should the goal be neutrality? Should the goal be in inclusion? Hopefully you'd have both of those. But uh. Exactly. The, the, that's the challenge. And, and like we have a diversity of opinion of, between our patrons and, and within our community, we have a diversity of opinion on our board. Uh, we do have board members that feel we need a policy of neutrality. Uh, we also have board members, uh, including myself, again, this is my own personal view, that view that as a symbol of inclusion. And being from a classroom uh, teacher's perspective, I taught 36 years in the Logan District. Uh, I trust our teachers and, and administrators, both on a building and a district level, to address what the needs of their individual class is and the students within that class. By no means is there a pride flag in every single elementary classroom in our district. Uh, reality is that we have uh, several, uh, you know, I don't know the exact number at Hillcrest Elementary, and that's the only elementary school. So this isn't a, a prevalent policy that lets everybody put up pride flags. Uh, and when we talk about inclusion, uh, from my perspective, we're not limiting it to one group, even though the pride flag is associated with a, a specific group of LGBTQ plus population. When I talk about inclusion as a, a school board president or a school board member or as a teacher, I'm talking about including all of our students. Uh, our mission statement is in our district is to ensure all students leave our schools ready to create a positive future for themselves and their community. Um, and so we have ethnic diversity, we have religious diversity, we have cultural diversity. We want to include everybody. Uh, that's where I stand. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, let's talk a little bit about process. Uh, so uh, you're going to have more meetings on this, more solicit more comment? Well, we've, this has gone over the last two months, and uh, we're getting to a point where I think we have a, a, a much clearer understanding of where each individual board member stands on this issue. Um, there are some, as I mentioned, that would like a policy, and there are others that say, no, nah, this isn't an area that we want to create a policy in. I think what we're anticipating is in the near future, uh, we'll have on our regular board meeting agenda as a discussion item, some thoughts about where we want to go in the future as a school board. The challenge is to get all five board members on board with that direction, what we want that to be. I also anticipate that in the future, it, it's somewhat likely that we'll have a statement of you know where we've been, where we're at now, and where we'd kind of like to go with this. Um, there may be, instead of a policy, there may be guidelines. Uh, regardless of where we go, we're always going to make sure that we, uh, with our teachers, uh, constantly or, or periodically remind them of their, their limitations in terms of what they can and can't discuss within the classroom by state statute, by state law, and also by Utah School Board uh, rules. Uh, I don't, we haven't had any issues with that yet. Uh, I don't anticipate that. I trust our teachers. Uh, but if that were to occur, if someone were to support or you know, uh, promote uh, uh, something that was out of bounds, then we have a, a process to go through to, to deal with that. Mm -hmm. um, so once a policy is in place, or you might decide to take no action, I guess. Correct. Um, uh, this likely is not the end of it, right? This may well end up at the state school board, I guess. I think, you know, the, the as every school in the state, school district in the state and the country have, there, there are challenges. And, and this is one of those challenges that isn't going to be solved by uh, the Logan City School Board and whatever we decide. I do think it's a possibility that we'll see our, our Utah State School Board possibly get involved. Uh, I don't know that, but that's a possibility. And also, I think we also may see in the state legislature, based on past actions these past couple of years, that they may get involved. And obviously, if there's a state statute or a Utah School Board rule that comes out, uh, we're statutorily obligated to follow that as a school district, and we would. Yeah. Uh, anything else you'd like to say on this? It's just a highly emotional issue, and uh, up to this point, I have really appreciate the respectful dialogue that's taken place. Uh, I know that in a lot of people, uh, for a lot of people, it's very personal. Uh, for a variety of reasons, our life experiences create who we are and what our values are. Uh, there's no right solution here. Yeah. Uh, but we're trying to balance uh, all sides, so to speak, to, to come out. But the bottom line for me, and, I, and I, I'm sure for our board members, is we want to do what's best for our students on a daily basis and also protect our teachers and not put them in positions that is harmful for them. Yeah. Well, we've been talking with uh, Larry Williams, uh, who is Logan City School Board of Education president. And uh, we'll have more discussion on this uh, following this break. Thank you. Thank for you for in. having me, Tom. I appreciate it.
Thanks for listening to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. We're talking about a rainbow flag posted alongside the word safe space outside an elementary uh, classroom in Logan. Uh, I think a couple of other uh, classrooms with uh, the flag and the, and the words as, as well. That stirred some controversy. Uh, some parents uh, appeared at uh, Logan uh, School District Board of Education meeting uh, wanting to uh, have uh, the flags removed. And uh, so we're talking about that uh, on the program uh, today. We welcome in uh, this segment, Yvonne Marcies, who is, uh, tell me again your position with Logan Pride. I am the board president. Board president Logan at Logan Pride. Okay, yes. welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for coming in. Katie Lee Coven uh, joins us. Um, parent, what, uh, what's, yeah. what's the hat you're wearing uh, today? <laughs> the hat I'm wearing today is uh, I am a parent of a first grader at Hillcrest Elementary where this um, discussion and signage sort of issue um, originated. Yeah, yeah, very good. We've discussed this a little bit with uh, Larry Williams. Um, I just want to get, uh, so Yvonne Marcy, is just your general reaction first, and we'll get into some details. Oh, we find just having the discussion sad and, and scary. Uh, you know, for me, just sitting in on some of the conversation, it hurts. And so all of our community and the kids that are out there, you know, having the discussion is also painful. And it is always a great sign when you see a teacher that has a flag you feel that support and a sense of safety and so it's concerning to our community to have that taken away mm. katie lee coven your is your general reaction yeah so um for me i learned about um a parent who um, at the beginning of the school year it was prior to school starting at back to school night um, saw a um, safe space signage with a sort of abstracted um, rainbow pride flag um, in their classroom. And the parent got very upset, apparently. And, um, and from then, this is um, the same parent that's been coming to the board meetings and asking for removal of this signage. This signage was on the door um, when my daughter was in kindergarten in that same class. Um, I asked the teacher to share that signage with me so I could see, like, what are we talking about exactly here? And we are talking about something that's the size of an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper um, that says safe space for all. And it has a, a sort of muted, graduated rainbow um, behind it. And so, um, for me, I, um, my position is that, um, one, it's not a good idea to create policy because of one or a few parents. As a parent, I can, I know myself, there have been times I've been wrong on positions or decisions that the school district has made and, um, and that we need to trust our teachers. They face difficult and challenging and sensitive issues every single day. Um, they are required to do so much now in addition to teaching our children in terms of emotional and social support. And, and on top of that, we have a teacher shortage. We have the sixth highest teen suicide rate in this country. And so it is very clear to me that policy that would somehow um, diminish a message of inclusivity, of safeness, 
um, of caring um, is not a good idea. And I think that um, teachers know how to handle this situation and that any guidance from the school board should be one that is supporting our teachers to make reasonable decisions. Mm. They do that every day. They mm. know they they're 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 up and they're in a corner often, right? In a lot of different scenarios where they have to be very mindful about the way they approach things, and um, and so I trust our teachers, and and I think it is important in this day and time that is very hyper-political that we are supporting um, and trusting people who historically we have um, trusted and supported to educate our kids. Mm -hmm. Thank you. (laughs) Very well spoken. I appreciate that. Let me turn back to Yvonne Marcy's... um, so, as we discussed with Larry Williams, uh, no symbol is going to have uni- unanimous agreement on the meaning of the symbol, right? Um, I guess, but, but you, earlier you expressed hope that, uh, you know, a pride flag would have unanimity. You, you said, why are we even talking about this? Expand. Yeah, it, it's, it's just a, a symbol, like a peace sign. And for the students that are out there that are faced with a lot of... Uh, unsure what's going on with themselves how to how they're going to fit into society having a teacher um, have one of these signs it can just be a a sense of okay I might be all right it's a listening ear and it doesn't mean that not every teacher you know they're they're all great teachers and we do need to to have this discussion but only some are are willing and wanting and feel comfortable with being able to be a support system. Uh, some of the comments uh, that, that I'm reading about in the paper um, talk about, um, especially from the LGBTQ community, are talking about safety. That if you oh, yes. remove uh, something like this, that, that it's an issue of safety. Do you do you agree? We're an invisible minority oftentimes, you know, and in our homes, we're not sure how parents will handle things. And so, you know, being able to see um, that little sign is is a sense of this person is going to respect me and is going to be okay with me. Katie Lee Coven, um, so I want to quote uh, Mrs. Sinfield here. Uh, she says, seeing the flag in such a prominent place in my five-year-old's learning area has caused me alarm because neither I nor my child are ready to explain the complex ideas be, uh, behind this symbol. I, I expect you have a different view. What's what's the discussion been with your daughter? Well, this the example I gave to the school board this past week is it's Red Ribbon Week. And there are red ribbons and signage about not doing drugs um, and programming and uh, all week um, at the elementary school. And to be perfectly honest, when my child entered kindergarten and it became Red Ribbon Week last year, I it had never occurred to me to have a conversation with her about drugs. I just hadn't just hadn't crossed my mind. And I thought, okay, well, let's have a chat about that and what that means so that as a parent, I'm having you know what are you learning about and um and this is what this means right so i use it as an opportunity um but the reality is um it's not 
predominantly in the classrooms that you're even going to see the signage, right? The, the, the reality is that I don't think Mrs. Sinfield's child is changing the way they draw rainbows because of a small sign on the door. Um, I don't, I just don't believe it. And, and the reason I think that is because the pride flag, the rainbow flag, it is part of our vernacular. It is, it is like so many other things that we see on a daily basis. And like it or not, as a parent, you're going to have to talk about it with your kid. And there are age appropriate ways to do that, right? So for me with my daughter and talking about the pride flag, um, I say, you know, it is about loving everybody and allowing yourself to be happy and whoever you love and whoever you are. If you, you know, and I specifically talk about, you know, you know, so-and-so, and they are, they love and are married to another man. Um, this is, this is what this is. And, and it really is a sign about accepting people, about allowing people to be exactly who they want to be. And, um, and I think that's just what we want for everyone, right? I mean, let people just be happy and feel accepted, right? So, so that's how I talk to my daughter about it. So there's, there are age, if there are age appropriate ways to talk to a kindergartner about or a first grader about um, uh, drugs or sexual abuse, there are definitely ways that we can appropriately talk to our children about what a pride flag is and what it represents and about gender and, um, and, and love and um, obviously, I'm not speaking about sexuality. Um, so at this uh, age with my daughter, that will be later. But there's ways we do it. And classes and teachers do it all the time. Yvonne Marcy's, I want to uh, run this this past you. This is, is quite an impactful quote from Jay Bates Dominich, uh, who is uh, senior at Logan High, president of the Gay Straight Alliance Club. He's quoted in the Salt Lake Tribune here. Um, he, he was at the meeting, I guess. Yes. Um, so he, he says he's, he, he doesn't see this uh, f- uh, flag as being political, right? Um, he says seeing that flag helped him to feel safe enough to come out. Um, and he says, I know it can be seen as a political issue, but my existence is not uh, political. It's, it's about identity for him. Yeah, right, and, and, and that's basically what we're trying to say. You know, it's like this is not the choice. We are made this way. And as you're going through your school experience, you're finding these things out. And you want to have that support, and you're unsure of how to handle it because you're in a minority that, you know, life is just not quite fitting the way that you see it everywhere else and so that flag it's not a political statement it represents that you're entitled to have life you know you're entitled to have a vibrant um, living experience and being able to see uh, those colors or someone that says I'm safe is like a nod um, that I know you're okay you're okay with me and you can talk to me. 
with suicide rates so high. I see so many in our community that have had such a tough time in our schools. And this is just one thing that gives a little bit of relief. Mm. Kitty Lee Coven, uh, one of the goals I think talked about by supporters of removing the, the flags is that we, we need to be neutral, right? Mm. And if there are people, which there are, who, who, who do not see the, the, the pride flag as neutral, um, how do we try to score that circle? How do, how do we try to balance inclusion versus neutrality? Right. Um, it's a great question and um, a challenging one for, um, I mean, fortunately, I, I, I feel fortunate I'm not on the school board <laughs> at mm. this moment as they're having this very, um, very healthy and rigorous discussion. They've um, So... the school board's role is to create policy. Um, The school district's role is to create guidance. Um, So what I, as a a parent, would like to see is some some language, uh, a, a resolution that is fairly broad, that is um, providing uh, our teachers with some language that they can um, refer to should they uh, be considering whether it's a pride or safe space or any sort of inclusive signage. Um, something that is fairly broad, using common sense um, for use of signage and symbols with the intention of inclusion, safety, and learning. And that we, um, you know, Logan School District, uh, it's been mentioned many times, and, and I, I do believe this too, that it is more inclusive than some of the, um, and more diverse than some of the surrounding school districts. If that is something that we want to retain and celebrate and um, support, then whatever the school board comes up with should be a reflection on that. And um, and I think keeping it fairly broad, I don't think we need to get down in the weeds about um, what size, color, specific. I mean, as there are so many signs and symbols one could then start to unpack and bring out and they're not it's it let's we have a lot of other important issues as schools to be addressing um in addition to this let's create something that is reasonable that provides something for teachers Let's create and develop some resources for parents so that, um, and I say let's as in uh, the school board and people who are trained and know what those appropriate resources, the Logan Pride Foundation would be certainly one, um, some resources for parents so that if they are unsure about how to have this discussion, um, what kinds of things they could say so that's that's my view i i i think um there's there's number one we know reactive policy is usually not good policy right so if you are going to create policy in response to something very specific and frankly in this instance um it is a uh from what i am seeing 
so few people who are coming out and speaking at the school board meeting about this. Um, I started a petition and there's 500 and it looks like 534 signatures um, to date on it. And I specified um, 421 of those folks are in Logan City. Um, 172 of those folks are parents with kids in the schools in Logan. Um, and then I also looked at teachers and students as well in those. My point is our school board is elected. They should be listening to their constituents. I think it is very clear that the majority of their constituents think that this kind of signage is not an issue and that they should be fairly broad in the way they approach this so that it can be rectified, provide some guidance, and provide some resources, and let's move on. Mm. Um, so Yvonne Marcy's, I uh, just have uh, two or three minutes left in this segment. What would you like to, to see happen? I, I'd obviously keep the signs up. I imagine you'd say, what, uh, what, what would you like to see happen? You know, I agree. It's like the teachers know what their students are needing and that the teacher has a choice to be able to have and, and decorate and what their skills and comfort level are. What I would like is that we have more people that are able to say, you know, it's not, it's, it shouldn't be an issue. It shouldn't be divisive. We shouldn't have to worry about what a harassment or, or no tolerance policy is on bullying. It doesn't work. It's reactive. And I would love to get to a place that things are truly neutral. But obviously, this is not a neutral topic. Someday, I hope that it is. Mm. Katie Lee Coven, uh, what would you like to see happen? What, uh, no policy, just leave things as is, or a policy in favor of signs, or what uh, would you like to see happen? Um, I think it is incumbent upon the school board at this in this situation to provide some sort of response because it has been um, something that they are getting many emails and I think a lot of engagement and discussion and views about. So I do think they need to develop something. But I think that um, my hope is that their resolution, their policy, their guidance, whatever it is they develop is, um, is uh, supports our teachers to make uh, supports teachers in a way that is reflecting that they trust our teachers, that gives the teachers um, uh, some guidance on the reality that we really just want uh, the intentions of those teachers is to provide support for inclusion, safety, and learning. And we know that learning can't happen if kids don't feel safe. Hmm. And so um, let's stick with it in a let's let's have something that's fairly broad about um, what appropriate signage can be. I mean, you know, if if there's no way to create something about every sign and symbol, as I said before. I was thinking about this morning. What if a, what if a teacher chose to just paint a wall of rainbow color? How could that be interpreted, right? It may be interpreted in different ways. Are we really, are we going to start saying you can't paint your walls a certain, you know, don't have, don't allow rainbows to be drawn. I can tell you that would not go over well with my first grade daughter. Mm -hmm. um, she, 
uh, she uh, do you see where I'm going here? Mm-hmm. I I think that um, overreach is not the way to go. I think we need in this period of time where teachers don't always feel supported. We are having a difficult time hiring teachers. They are leaving the field, and we need um, gestures, policy, guidance, whatever it is that is that says we trust you, we support you, and here's some framework that you can work with, um, with whatever kind of signage that you choose that is telling our students that they uh, – they can come to you if they are being bullied, if they don't feel safe, if they don't feel included. Um, I think something along those lines. Hmm. Well, we've reached the end of uh, this segment. We've been talking with uh, Katie Lee Coven, parent of a student at Hillcrest, right? And with um, Yvonne Marcies, who is uh, board president for Logan Pride. Yes. Thank you both for coming in. Thank you. Appreciate it. Tom, thank you for covering this. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, following a break, we'll continue the discussion. Uh, stay with us. Thanks for listening to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. We're talking about uh, comment uh, controversy at some recent uh, Logan School Board uh, meetings uh, regarding uh, the word safe space and uh, pride flag at elementary school classroom. I think this is in a few schools. And uh, we bring in uh, a parent from uh, Hillcrest, I believe. Andrea Sinfield uh, joins us. Thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me on. Uh, so tell me again, you, your, uh, your child is in kindergarten? Yes, kindergarten, yes. Okay, <laughs> very good. Um, and so at, at a certain point, I guess, I don't know, did your child alert you to this or you saw this? You saw the, the, uh, the, the, the Safe Space uh, sign up, I guess. It was. It was back to school night, and there was a, an LGBTQ flag. The one um, I still think it's the one that has straight lines across, but teachers say the design might be with the arrows. But it's it's an LGBTQ plus sign with the word safe space on it, and that was the back to school night flag on two of the three kindergarten front doors. Uh, so tell me what uh, what were you, what were your thoughts here? You obviously uh, subsequently went to a board meeting and uh, to talk about this. What was your initial thought? Uh, my thoughts were that um, I was just expecting schools to be a neutral place and to have that sign on the front door um, was not a neutral sign. I I wasn't expecting them to be teaching that. I was surprised a little bit, too, because when I signed my child up for kindergarten, they asked what her preferred gender was, and she's five. And so I thought, well, that was, you know, a few months earlier, and then I saw the sign, and I think that just was a little bit um, surprising to me because I... I just didn't anticipate it'd be on the front door. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and uh, I would have the same reaction if it was mm-hmm. any other symbol on the front door that mm-hmm. was not a, a a neutral thing. You know, um, if it was a, a white supremacist symbol, if it was a BLM symbol, if it was a, a let's go branded flag or symbol on the front door. Um, you know, it's it's unfortunate this is just the one that happens to be there. But I think no matter what it is, schools should be neutral because, you know public pays for their salaries at the public school there is a diverse group of people and and i think neutrality is is a safe space too i don't know if you caught this uh that it's uh, we, we had on the previous segment yvonne marcy's with uh, logan pride and uh, she said she she would hope in our day and age uh, you know a, a pride flag is would 
would be neutral. It wouldn't be a wouldn't have any controversy to it. Uh, you're saying it, it does, at least for you and, and yes. other parents. Yes, it does because the the movement has kind of changed, and I've said that in some of my things. Um, and I and I don't want to go into the exact movement, but they do change and they do add more letters and they do evolve. And so what I'm saying is there there may be future. Um, movements and organizations in the future that will pop up and our teachers are going to be putting their symbols up. So I'm just saying, you know, right now, movements change, um, they evolve, things come up in future years, like BLM was a new one that came up. And um, and I just think having a neutral policy with just like American flag and state flag can keep it a safe spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Court, you know, there's very few symbols that we can all agree on, right? Um I mean, yeah. you know, even the American flag, if uh, if it's in if it's in close proximity to a Trump flag, that has different meaning for for other people, right? <laughs> yeah, I understand. Um, yep. So what what do you uh, so are you concerned mostly elementary school, or are you yes. uh, concerned about this in it secondary is, schools as well? I have been talking about elementary school in my flyers, in my petition. When I've talked to people, I have specified elementary school because they are a different group than adolescents. Childhood is different than adolescence. They even have playgrounds at, at elementary schools because they need that ability to run and go and play and, and get their energy out. And they are so impressionable. Um, they are so impressionable. And so, and I, yeah, I just think it's a different group, elementary school, and it's okay. It's, and I did some research about suicide because I hear that a lot. And I don't want anyone to commit suicide over a flag being or not being in a classroom. You know, I don't think that there's any statistics that confirm that a flag there or not will commit suicide. But um, but when I looked into it, I talked to Michael J. Stanley, Ph.D. He's a suicide prevention research coordinator in Utah, the University of Utah School of Medicine. And I asked him, I said, is there any suicide risk for children in elementary school? Like, what is what's the deal is, you know, if we took it out? people going to commit suicide and he he sent me a letter back saying that you know it's not there were um let's see here in the previous 10 years eight children died by suicide and so and that's that's 10 years of the state of utah i don't think that's a, a you know relevant argument for elementary school i think they can change policies have one for elementary and a different policy for high school mm-hmm. i've never talked about high school not having signs and symbols there. Mm-hmm. It's elementary school because they are impressionable. Uh, so you you say in a uh, I quoted you here that's in the, the, the report in the Tribune. Uh, seeing the flag um, such a prominent place, in my five year old's learning areas caused me alarm because neither I nor my child are ready to explain the complex ideas behind this uh, symbol. Um, but others said, uh, Katie Lee uh, Coven, just recently on the program here, um, said, well, you, you, you have to have discussions about drugs, about uh, many other complex issues with your, with your kids. Why not, why not sexuality? Oh yeah. And I do that. I do that. And I do talk about their body and proper anatomy. I totally believe that. I talk about, um, their body boundaries and protecting that. But when it comes to gender theory, which is a part of that symbol, that is, um, an idea that is pretty complex, and and I don't know that I want to be presenting that quite yet. She's five. She still has to bring clothes to school in case she wets her pants. <laughs> so having on the front door, you know, it's, I don't know. I just feel like that was making it a superior statement 
And to go along with that, the Utah code um, R277-328, it says that professional learning should not include instructions that promotes or endorses that a student or educator's sex, race, religion, sexual orientation, or gender identity should be superior or inferior to another sex, race, religion, sexual orientation, or, ident- or gender identity. By putting that sign on the front door, the LGBTQ plus flag sign on the front door, that is a superior location. That is saying that's the first thing you see when you come in the classroom, open the door, and that's right there. And that's making it superior. And I'm not saying that anybody that's a part of this group is a bad person. I have plenty of friends with this group, Hmm. plenty of people I know and love. But I am saying that schools should be a neutral place and not making any group superior or inferior. Uh, so you have a, a couple principles here, right? Neutrality and inclusion, uh, both I mm-hmm. think uh, many people support. Uh, yeah. How how do you best balance that? Because uh, you, you you know you say neutrality is not exclusion, but uh, some folks are are saying that your interpretation of neutrality is is excluding their group. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Well, I think I think we need to look at the another from look at it from another angle. I think children, all children, want to be connected. Every person wants to feel connected. And I think that's the root cause, is people are not feeling connected at school. So why don't we create a program, have a neutral signs and symbols, but for those people we are worried about not feeling connected at school, let's make a program. Let's pioneer something that is designed to teach children and teachers how to connect. It's a lost art. People can't connect because someone's different than them. And you have to be able to find those commonalities. There's so many things that divide us, and I think... We can create something that will that that is not um, tainted by maybe some bad actors in groups. So every group has bad actors. Every group has good actors. So let's find something that's specific to our school district that helps children find commonalities and connect. And I think if they find connection amongst their peers, amongst their teachers, you don't need to have a political or social symbol. You can. They can just feel connected and loved. What would you like to see happen? What would you like to see the Logan School Board do? Um, I would like to see them do a policy for elementary school that is American flag or state flag only in elementary schools. If they feel concerned about teachers, I don't know. I've seen other school districts where they have like a lanyard and the teacher can have a, like a rainbow pin on the lanyard if they really feel concerned or something like that. I would be okay with that. But on the front door of a classroom, it is not an appropriate place. So um, I would like to see, especially in elementary school, a neutral signs and flags policy. Just flat out, just kind of like Davis District, there have been other districts that have been doing something like this. And it goes for any movement, any group. So it's not pinpointing against any, like it's not just LGBTQ. LGBTQ, although that happens to be the symbol we're talking about, I would do this for the same, any other movement. So we just need to have neutral, because teachers are in the, the helping profession. And in helping professions, such as therapists and teachers, they need to have a neutral stance. If a therapist is um, talking to a person, they're going to get divorced. If they just latch on to the divorce idea, maybe the person changes their mind about getting divorced. And, and the therapist that's connected to the idea and not the person. So you must connect to the individual. And individuals are not signs and symbols on the door. You can connect individually 
and show them love and care too. Just have about a minute uh, or so left uh, here in this segment. Uh, anything else you'd like to say on this? Um, just that I have talked to a lot of people. I have around Logan. Um, between the flyers and petitions, probably 200 people that I have not known throughout all the different school district or school zones in Logan. And many people have expressed fear and gratitude, fear of not wanting to say anything about this because they're worried, but gratitude for me in standing up and speaking up. The reason why we don't see people there is because, because unfortunately the culture we live in of if you, if you criticize or speak against the narrative, then you will be attacked, you will be criticized, you will be defamed. I have had, I've talked to doctors, I've talked to therapists, I've talked to students on campus, I have talked to so many people and parents and, and even student teachers, and they all are saying, yes, keep doing this, keep doing this, but they don't want to be in the limelight, and I will be the person to stand in the limelight. I'm okay with that, because I know who I am, I know how I treat people, um, but people are afraid to say something. And I think, I hope my courage can encourage others to stand up for what they believe in. And I hope that, and I, I think rigorous debates are good things. I think we should see both sides. That's a healthy thing. Um, so that's maybe one of the reasons why you don't see as many people at school board meetings is because the group that supports me, they're focused on their family. They don't want to get into conflicts. They don't want to stir feather, ruffle feathers or chaos or anything like that <laughs> but um i just feel like it's not a hateful thing to ask for neutrality it's not neutrality does not deny anyone's existence neutrality is not exclusion we can still love and include people and um and i think i think that should always be the case but elementary school in particular it just needs to be absolutely safe and absolutely neutral well, uh, we reached the end of our time. Uh, Andrew Sinfield, who's a parent of an elementary school uh, student, um, uh, thank you for, for uh, sharing with us. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Have a nice day. Thank you. And thanks for everyone who's appeared on the program today, and thanks everyone for listening to Access Utah today. It's many cultures, one sky. Skywatcher Leo T here as we look up, look around, and get a little bit lost in space. And with fall coming on strong, the Leonid meteor shower is active November 6th through the 30th. It's producing a peak rate of meteors around the 17th. Get your favorite hot beverage and some warm clothes, maybe a little campfire, and head out before sunrise. Look above the eastern horizon where the constellation Leo resides. See if you can find some streaks in the sky. The best displays will be probably seen before dawn on November 17th. And speaking of interesting objects in the sky, do you remember big space rock Oumuamua? We've been talking about that. It cruised into our wider awareness about 2017. Oumuamua came from another solar system or somewhere else in the galaxy. It may be the product of wandering planets in young planetary systems. Five years after spotting the first known object from beyond our solar system passing through, scientists are still figuring out what the strange object says about planetary systems. Some think possibly in the early solar system when the gas giants were literally changing places and sending off material into space that could have created this. Well, that's pretty intriguing as well, but still, the beautiful, mysterious, oblong space object is from way, way out there in the twilight zone. 
And on Mars, the Curiosity rover has arrived at a region believed to have formed as Mars's climate was drying out. After journeying this summer through a rough, narrow, sand-lined territory and a pass rich with sulfites, Curiosity Mars rover recently arrived in a long-sought region of Mount Sharp. This is enriched with salty minerals. Scientists hypothesized that billions of years ago, streams and ponds left behind by the minerals. As the water dried up, these minerals offer tantalizing clues as to how and why the Martian climate changed from being more Earth-like to the frozen desert it is today. And back on interstellar Earth and the mysterious unexplained objects in the sky, officials at NASA have selected a team of 16 scientists and experts who will delve into the mysteries surrounding unidentified aerial phenomena, more popularly known as unidentified flying objects or UFOs. The independent study kicked off Monday. This will be interesting since NASA is well aware of UFOs since the beginning of the space age. Multiple sightings have been recorded by astronauts, unexplained lights meeting above and below spaceships, zooming off at seemingly impossible angles and at high speeds, other phenomena as well. The agency seems to generally ignore these or find a reasonable explanation, and many times they do, but sometimes not. In the news lately are more UFOs, again being sighted off the coast of California, in Chile and West Virginia by former and current military pilots. The consensus from these pilots and former Special Agent Luis Elizondo, the former director of the now-defunct Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, what a name, it's a good one, a program that's associated with the Pentagon UFO videos, who along with pilots stated that no aircraft can reach these speeds or make a 180-degree turns like these, and to their knowledge, no other country does either. So the mystery continues. And looking way up in space, the James Webb Space Telescope reveals hidden star formations in a pair of colliding galaxies. Webb was able to pierce the galaxy's dusty veil and photograph a collision of two galaxies. That's igniting a flurry of star formation invisible to other telescopes. This wave of star birth was triggered by the encounter of the two galaxies merging and producing stars at a rate 20 times faster than that of our own Milky Way galaxy. So keep enjoying the magic. Look up, look around, and get just a little bit lost in space. Skywatcher Leo T on UPR with translator stations statewide and streaming live at upr.org.